is jealous is a jealous God. Now, I don't know about you, but I hear the word jealous, and I don't have uh, positive connotations with that. I think like possessive and petty. When you look at it deeper in the point of scripture, jealousy can be a righteous emotion. I'd say it's like this uh, strong desire to maintain relational faithfulness with something or someone that does in fact belong to us. Now obviously jealousy can be sinful when unwarranted or when expressed sinfully, but God's jealousy is righteous because if you belong to him, you have a covenant with him. And in God's jealousy, he has a demand of exclusive faithfulness to him alone. He compares that in the old covenant with the nation of Israel, of it being a marriage in many passages, such as Jeremiah 2. He says to Israel, I remember the devotion of your youth, your love as a bride, how you followed me in the wilderness. Let's look at that wilderness, if you want to, for just a minute. Open your Bibles to Numbers chapter 25. Numbers 25. Now, obviously, in literal worship or in deed of any sort, any, to worship anything but God is the act of spiritual adultery. Here's an example of godly jealousy. Here's what's going on. There's Baal worship at Peor. There's sexual immorality with idolaters. Basically, everything God told the Israelites not to do, they're doing. And God has Moses publicly execute those who commit such sins. It's already dark and violent. And then we pick up in verse 6 during this plague of God's judgment. Verse 6, Numbers 25, Behold, one of the people of Israel came and brought a Midianite woman to his family. In the sight of Moses, in the sight of the whole congregation of the people of Israel, while they were weeping in the entrance of the tents of meeting. And when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, son of Aaron, the priest saw it, he rose and left the congregation and took a spear in his hand and went after the man of Israel in the chamber and pierced both of them, the man of Israel and the woman, through her belly. And thus the plague on the people of Israel was stopped. Now that is a really graphic story. If the Bible were a TV series or a movie, it would be rated R. Easily rated R. Probably slap. There are worse things than this in Scripture. It says, in the eyes of all the people. And we find out this son, later in the text, this Israelite man, is the son of one of the leaders of Israel. And he brings this idolater woman with him. Everyone sees it. And very graphically, stabs right through the two of them in the act of their sin. Very violent. And yet, was this God's judgment? Was this the same jealousy that God had? Look in verse 10. The Lord says to Moses, Phinehas has turned back my wrath from the people of Israel, and that he was jealous with my jealousy among them, so that I did not consume the people of Israel in my jealousy. Say, Behold, I give to him my covenant of peace, and it shall be to him to his descendants after him the covenant of perpetual priesthood, because he was jealous for his God and made atonement for the people of Israel. So this act, the sin in the camp, is stopped, also stops further wrath from God being poured out on the people of this camp. And because of that, God says Phinehas' descendants after him will serve in this priesthood. It took such zeal for the love of God to stop sin from spreading amongst God's people in his camp. Now do know, this is not the kind of behavior Christians are called to engage in today. It's very different than what we're called to engage in today. Remember, Israel as a nation has a unique relationship with God. 
It's a theocracy. God solely rules all moral laws. America does not does not run on a theocracy. We individually as Christians, whether in America or in China, have a covenant with God versus this is a nation that has a covenant and it's old law. And that's under the new law of Christ. We still know that Jesus' character has never changed. The same yesterday, the same today, the same forever. So God of the story here in Numbers 25 with this graphic story is the same God with the same standards and the same person and character that he is right now in the year 2020. And you read this story and this doesn't sound anything like Jesus. Matter of fact, Jesus tells Peter, put your sword away. It sounds like the opposite of Jesus. And Christians, we're told not to persecute those who persecute us, but to pray for those who persecute you. Pray for your enemy. We're told, yet, with those same people, to warn those people that this judgment that you read in many stories throughout the Bible is coming. And that is why we are to share this message of good news of what Christ has done. Now, many people, and warranted to some degree, say, well, the Old Testament, you read stories like this, it's so much more violent than the New Testament. And yes, you have many more wars and random stories like this that are very graphic. But we forget that the New Testament, and in fact the entirety of the Bible, is all based around a very violent death at the cross. That jealousy, that wrath of God was inflicted upon the very Son of God. Romans 5, 9, and 10 says, We have now been justified by His blood. Sounds very violent. Much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Sounds violent to me. That's the New Testament. And we know what kind of death Jesus died. One of the most gruesome of ancient history and really of all mankind to be nailed alive to a piece of wood. And yet, paradoxically, that violent death brings forth life. Violence is a state of a fallen world, Romans 8, subject to futility. And yet in that violence you see sin, and yet that very same violence God will use as judgment. And you read the book of Revelation, there's seemingly some kind of violence coming again when God comes in his wrath. And like Phinehas, Jesus had jealousy and zeal to obey his heavenly Father. And both of them atoned for the sins of the people. Both of them turned away the wrath of God. But unlike Phinehas, Jesus was the recipient of the wrath of God towards sin. And Jesus had done nothing wrong. He was the perfect lamb. And Phinehas' generations after him served as priests perpetually. And Jesus, because of his zeal to obey his Father all the way to the cross, is our high priest for literally all of eternity. And I say this lovingly. If you are in sin, God's wrath is coming. You cannot stand before God in your sin. And you will never, even as a Christian, be able to live perfect. You can't do it. You can't. You will sin again. You'll probably sin tomorrow. All of us probably will in some level. And that is why we have to be covered in the blood of Christ. And that's what happens at baptism when our sins are washed away. And that terrifying wrath of God is no longer directed at our sin. But it is taken at the place for us and absorbed by Jesus at the cross.
If you need prayers from this church, or if you are indeed in your sin and has not been washed away in the blood of Christ, you need to be joined in the new covenant and wash away your sins in that blood. If we can help you in any of those ways, in any way of your spiritual life, you can always let someone here know, or please, right now, this opportunity, you can come forward while we stand and sing.